0: Uncommon Commons is a horror anthology podcast written by George Plank and Alex Vitale. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Today's story is Beach Day, written by Alex Vitale. man, I'm not even wearing my trunks. John, where are we? Well, we fell through the sand in the foyer, so that would make this the basement.
1: Last I checked, the basement wasn't filled with water. Maybe it flooded. Ah! What? Something touched my foot! Oh,
0: fishes. The plural of fish is fish, John. Not if there's more than one type of fish, Jane. Oh. Oh, was that a fin? Quick, let's climb onto these boxes. The water's rising. Whatever we're gonna do, we had better do it fast.
1: I'm open to suggestions, if you have any. Uh, what's your sign? What?
0: What's your horoscope?
1: It's a fuchsia.
0: Really? Oof. Anyway, do 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 Ah, here we are. Tensions and floodwaters are rising. Read your story.
1: Is now really the time? No. Okay summer vacation. The single most important event of the year, right after Christmas and birthdays. The time of year when families travel all over the map to go on a plethora of different adventures. Come September, kids would be swapping stories and photographs alike in their classrooms and on the playground. Tales of far-off places and fancy beaches and isolated resorts on remote tropical islands. Not Sean, though. Sean's family couldn't afford a big, snazzy trip. Plane tickets cost an arm and a leg, and even a trip to the boardwalk would be out of the question. With its flashy carnival rides and overpriced hot dog stands, it was sure to put a strain on their meager savings. Sean tried his best not to mind. He liked to consider himself mature. He was more than content to take a simple day trip to the beach like his mom had picked out. Sure, there was no boardwalk and no rides and no one selling greasy, fair food, but it would be fun. His parents had even splurged and surprised him and his sister with a floaty. They'd have to take turns with it, but after eight years of living with a bossy older sister, Sean was a veteran at turn-taking. He gazed out the window as his dad drove down the bumpy dirt road, watching as thick forest gave way to rolling, grassy dunes. His mother had heard about the beach from a friend in her book club. It was small, Deborah had said, and relatively unknown. Undeveloped as it was remote, it would be the perfect place to get that private beach feeling without having to fork over an ungodly amount of money. In fact, the beach itself didn't have an entrance fee. After driving an hour and a half through increasingly rural terrains, Sean reckoned that that might be because nobody wanted to travel this far to empty the donation box. Finally, though, they seemed to have arrived. Sean's father slowed the car to a stop and pulled off to the side of the road. It ended abruptly, without so much as a pull-off to function as a parking lot. At the dead end, a large sand dune rose from the ground. The only indication that there was anything beyond it was a crooked sign that read, Oyster Cove Public Beach. Beyond it, stretched over top the dune, was a dilapidated wooden walkway, far from a boardwalk, but Sean didn't care. His family piled out of the car, and both Sean and his sister Sierra made a beeline for the path. The old, rotting wood creaked painfully under their weight as they dashed over it. On the other side was... a beach. At least, Sean supposed you could have called it a beach. In reality, it was more of a spit. A little stretch of sandy land strewn heavily with washed-up debris. Shells—oyster, Sean would later learn—mingled with kelp and sea-foam alike, creating a stark border between ocean and beach. The ocean itself was thicker than Sean had imagined. The surf seemed to linger as it lapped at the beach, oozing slowly as it receded. Sierra made a break for the shallow waves, not caring as the water dripped off her in thick strings. Still, it looked safe, and Sierra didn't seem like she minded. Soon Sean would join her, but for now he retreated to help his parents unload the trunk. It didn't take long to unload all of their small stock of supplies, and pretty soon their father was following Sierra down to the surf. Careful! There's rocks! You gotta hop over the rocks! Right behind them was their mother, and then, of course, Sean. Despite having to tiptoe over the shell bed at the edge of the surf, Sean managed to make it to the rest of his family. He wasted no time in splashing in, tripping over the frothy waves as he did so, and immediately cut his foot on a sharp rock. The retreat was hasty and performed largely with the aid of his mother. The damage to Sean's foot was minimal, physically, but monstrous on the emotional scale. Tears had been dried quickly with the corner of a Spider-Man towel, and the wound dressed with the utmost motherly efficiency. But somehow Sean no longer felt the call of the water. Even once he'd calmed down, he sat huddled on the beach blanket, under the shade of the ratty old umbrella, watching his sister have fun. To her credit, his mother had stayed with him for a while. She hadn't taken the hit, though, and before long she'd left Sean to his own devices to return to the ocean. Sean was left solitary at the top of the beach. The beach held other interests besides the ocean. Sean was determined to experience them in the water's stead. He'd built a sandcastle, a frankly admirable attempt given the fact that he only had a singular cracked bucket. He dug a hole, too. Sean had intended to dig all the way to China, but as it turns out that was more difficult than it sounded, so he gave up after getting about two feet down. Once his cut had stopped stinging, he even got up to beechcomb. True to its name, Oyster Cove held few treasures aside from the titular mollusk. In the end, Sean had returned to his position on the blanket—an eternal sentry to watch over his family. His family, who were definitely having a lot more fun than Sean. Sierra was busying herself playing mermaid or maybe dolphin and their father was trying to splash their mom. Sean felt a pang of longing mixed with a little jealousy and made up his mind then and there. He was at the beach, darn it, and he was going to have fun if it killed him. Hiking up his swimming trunks, Sean marched with purpose down to the beach, carefully hoisted himself up over the sharp rocks and took one big step into the waves. As the sole of his foot connected with a warm, slick, spongy algae, his resolve disappeared. Sean made an indignant noise of defeat and scurried back to the safety of the beach blanket. Sean's heart thrummed away rapidly in his chest as he sat back down, and he couldn't seem to will himself to do anything besides sit and stare. The intrigue of architecture eluded him now, so his sandcastle sat half-finished a few feet away. Staring seemed like the best option right now, so Sean fixed his eyes on the horizon, passed his family and looked pointedly at the edge of the water. There were no boats today," Sean noted, despite how beautiful a day it was. There wasn't much of anything out on the water, actually. Just flat, calm surf. This must have not been a very good fishing spot for birds, as none of the circling pelicans bothered to test the water. The only thing Sean could see was his family as they played together. He'd thought, for a moment, he'd seen something breach the surface of the water farther out—something shiny, colored black at this distance— After a few minutes of surveillance, it didn't surface again, so Sean stopped looking for it. He simply went back to the bore of spacing out. After what felt like hours, Sean's mother retreated from the water, sun hat flopping as she fought against the surf. She hiked up the beach and took a seat next to Sean, pulling the sunscreen from the beach bag as she did so. Hey, looks pretty lonely up here, she said and dabbed some sunblock on Sean's nose. Why don't you come down with me? Sean shook his head and swatted her hand away, electing to rub the sunscreen in himself. Don't wanna. It'll be fun! I bet Sierra would even let you have a turn with the floaty. This was a tempting offer, and Sean was getting pretty hot. He glanced out at the water to where Sierra and their father were playing. He was spinning her around as fast as he could in the inner tube, and she was squealing with utter delight. That looked fun, and Sean wanted to try it. The ocean was gross and dangerous here, though, with its sharp rocks and slimy kelp. That fact far outweighed his desire to play around with his family. His mother, in all her infinite wisdom, pinpointed his concerns in an instant and took pity on him. "'You know, I bet I could lift you over the rocks and stuff,' she suggested as she turned Sean around and rubbed sunscreen into his back. "'That way you could come hang out with us. "'It's much better out there, I promise.' Sean had to think about this for a moment— If his mother lifted him over the rocks and the algae, the danger was past. He could just hold on to the floaty once they got out there, and it would be fine. With only a small amount of internal debate, Sean took hold of his mother's hands, and down to the waves they went. It was a pretty unceremonious ordeal, as Sean's mother's way of lifting him was under the armpits. Over the rocks they went, and over the algae, too, and before long his mother had set him down in the thick surf. Sean didn't really want to risk touching anything... Gross again, so he just swam the rest of the way to his folks. He grabbed hold of the inner tube and Sierra splashed him with a laugh. This started a family wide splash war, and before long, Sean had forgotten what he was even worried about in the first place. The sun was shining bright above them without a cloud in the sky, and the water was pleasant and warm. And Sean had his favorite people around him. Who cared if this wasn't one of the big fancy trips his classmates took? This was a perfect vacation. Then, The jaws closed shut around them.
0: Gross, my socks are wet. Ugh, there's sand in my shoes. Hey, don't pour that out here. You'll get sand all over the floor. I've said we should leave our shoes by the front door so
1: we don't track in anything from the outside. Right, because I'm getting real sick of cleaning the void out of the carpet like
0: this every single time. No, well, we it's not my fault. You and just that never listen to me. This support. is getting There's only two of us deep deep in this whole cool apartment deep. and we're there's trying to think this place carpet. was white when we came You're in not here not. and now it's there's... White. White. <laughs> <laughs> Uncommon Commons is a podcast. It was written and recorded by Alex Vitale and George Plank. Our theme song was written by Charles Adam Robinson. You can contact us on Twitter at un-comments or via email at 0 null street at gmail.com. Like and review us on iTunes. Stay, and remember, nothing is real.